Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Browns fans, we've had some time now to come down off of that playoff loss. It's still super disappointing, but it was still an incredible season. And now we're heading into 2024, into the offseason, ready to refocus our sights on the ultimate goal. And as 2024 continues to unfold for you, now is the perfect time to refocus on yourself. And that includes your mental health. Yes, I know there is still some stigma in society around mental health, but that is all nonsense. Your health, whether it's mind, body, or spiritual, is the most important thing. And that's where today's sponsor, BetterHelp, the most convenient talk therapy service, can benefit you. It's 100% online and 100% on your time. Schedule whatever kind of session you're comfortable with, face chat, voice call, or even text messaging. You can do any of those with your therapist whenever it fits your schedule. And you don't have to worry about not getting paired with the best therapist for you. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. There is no reason not to at least give BetterHelp a try today. And to help get you started, you can save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S. Consider this a trial period to see if talk therapy is even right for you. If it's not, just cancel. But if it is, Guys, it could change your life. What do you have to lose? Your mental health is critical. And if you've been considering talking to someone about anything in your life, no matter how big or how small it may seem, now is the time to take that first step. Head to betterhelp.com slash dogs to get 10% off your first month. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker. Justin Charles, and Josh All. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. My name is Derek Frisbee from DF Sports, and today we're going to be talking about a position group that I have a lot of opinions on, and Mary Kay has reported that the Browns have keyed in on this position group as the number one priority to fix this offseason. So, uh, that, of course, is the wide receiver room. So we are going to talk about the guys we have. We're going to talk about how they did this past year, who's staying, who's leaving, what I can expect from some of these guys next season, as well as talk about free agency, who we could sign, trades, who could we make a move and bring in, uh, as well as even a quick preview of the draft. So obviously we're going to get into the draft stuff later in the offseason, but I have three names for you early today just to throw out there on guys who the Browns could possibly bring it. So, with that being said, before we do, like the video, subscribe to the channel, comment in the comment section. I want to know what you think. What do you think about the wide receiver position? Who do you want the Browns to sign, trade, draft? I want to hear from you. 
Another way that you can get your voice heard on the show, not just in the comment section, thedogspodcast.com. You can leave an intro and intro an episode to the podcast, or you can drop a voicemail and we will play it out on the show and we will let you know what we think about what you think. That's a good way to get your opinions out there and get it discussed. So uh, if that's not enough for you, jointhedogs.com. That's going to be your way to join the Patreon. In the Patreon, you get an extra after-hour show, which if you like this show, you're going to want the after-hour show because it's just the same thing. More topics, more unfiltered. You're going to love it. But it also gets you in the Discord. And in the Discord, you can talk to Browns fans across the globe about the Browns, about betting, whenever you want to talk about movies, anytime, anywhere, you're going to want to get in the Discord. And become a member. 99 cents a month. It's an easy way to show your support. You get some fancy stickers in the chat. And uh, that's a way that when you comment and we see your opinions and everything that you have to say, we see those stickers next to your name and we know that you support the channel. So with that being said, follow us on social media at The Dogs Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We greatly appreciate it. All right, so the wide receiver position. Mary Kay has reported that the Browns have made this a pivotal part of the offseason, and they're going to go out and they're going to address the wide receiver position and do something about it, right? And you've seen Andrew Berry come out and has addressed key, not even just position groups, but like last year was the defense. Last year, Andrew Berry solely focused on the defense and, you know, greatly improved. Obviously, that defense went from horrible to really, really good. Great. One of the best defenses we've seen here in Cleveland in a long time. And then, you know, obviously before, Andrew Berry came out and addressed the offensive line. And that group went from really, really bad to really, really good, really, really fast. So, you know, it's good to hear when Andrew Berry and this Browns organization puts all their focus in addressing a position group. Now, obviously, some people will argue, and I've heard it, They'll say, oh, well, the Browns will go out and they'll fix one problem and then it'll cause another problem, which I understand that argument, but I think this year it's a little bit different. I think defensively the Browns have kind of found what they need to find, right? A lot of these one-year guys that we brought in, I think some of them will be brought back at key positions and I think we'll do a fine job of kind of filling the holes in. And also Jim Schwartz, I have full trust in him as far as, hey, want this guy, bring this guy in. And I think the Browns will be fine with the other position groups. So I understand the argument, but I think it's different this year for a couple of different reasons. But I've been very vocal on the wide receiver position. You know, if you know me, you know how strongly I feel about it. And, you know, mostly because I feel like that's where the NFL is heading. It is a passing league. And, you know, you see it with teams like the Eagles, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, the Dolphins, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. The Vikings did it this last offseason with uh, pairing Jordan Addison with Justin Jefferson. I mean, you see this across the league. You have to have at least two really good receivers. That is just the way the league's trending. And unfortunately, the reality is the Browns have been behind in that, in my opinion. And another thing... I think the Browns are kind of forced to change here. They're forced to change a lot. This team's identity offensively has obviously been through the run. It's been the bread and butter of this offense. And, you know, Kevin Stefanski has been running a 
Gary Kubiak, Kyle Shanahan type offense, but it's the old version. I think it's beyond time to change this offense and move towards the future and kind of get with the program here. Like we're it's 2024. We can't be running uh, the offense that we ran when Cream Hunt and Nick Chubb were in their primes, right? And this is a reality, right? The Browns fired AVP. You brought in Tommy Reese as tight ends coach slash pass game coordinator. He's going to have a heavy part in the pass game. So, you know, when it comes to the coaching staff, changes have been made there. Obviously, yet to see who's hired in as offensive coordinator, but changes are going to be made in this offense. And as much as I love Nick Chubb, as much as you love Nick Chubb and we love Nick Chubb, he's coming off of a significant injury. How much are you going to be willing to kind of surround the offense around him is the question here. And I think all these things are factoring in why, you know, Mary Kay's coming out and saying, hey, they're going to put a heavy emphasis in this wide receiver position this offseason. So I want to break this down in a few different ways. But also, before I get into that, last thing I want to say here also, this is a pivotal year for Deshaun Watson. This Baker Mayfield's 2021 season is Deshaun Watson's 2024 season, where the Browns have to figure out what they have here with Deshaun Watson. Is he going to be the guy? Is he going to be your franchise quarterback? You know, and in two seasons with the Browns, Deshaun Watson's played a whopping 12 games, which sucks, right? It really sucks. Obviously, first year, played six games because of the suspension. And then last season for the Browns, Deshaun Watson played six games because of injury. So before anything else, the most important thing for the Browns is, A, getting Deshaun Watson healthy. Because, you know, you're going to have to make a decision here. And I don't think we have enough tape and enough to go off of to say whether or not Deshaun is the guy or not in Cleveland. And ultimately, you know, who knows? It could come down to injury, right? That could ultimately be uh, the decision factor here. But heading into next season, you need to make sure Deshaun Watson's healthy and you need to surround him with the best talent that you can. And if you're going to do that, needs to be at the wide receiver position. So, Again, I think it's time to upgrade the offense. I think it's time to upgrade the guys you have in the offense, some of them. And that starts with wide receiver. What's up, Browns fans in Ohio? If you haven't signed up for Caesar Sportsbook yet, now is the perfect time to do so with the NFL playoffs underway. New customers will get their first bet on Caesars up to $1,000 when signing up with our promo code DOGS1000. That means if your first bet loses, you will get your full wager returned as a bonus bet up to $1,000. Caesars offers daily profit boosts as well as Caesars rewards credits on every wager, which can be redeemed for bonuses, sports tickets, and other VIP experiences. If you're ready to join Caesar Sportsbook, go download the app and register with our promo code DOGS1000 to make sure your first bet is covered. Offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you can qualify. So what I want to do here, um, like I mentioned, I break this down a couple of different ways. I want to take a look at the guys we have, uh, the guys who are probably going to be gone, and who could come in. Free agency, trade, draft, right? A couple different ways to break this down. So let's just start off with who we had this year. 
outside of DPJ because we traded him. The Browns have Mari Cooper, David Njoku, Elijah Moore, Cedric Tillman, David Bell, Jordan Akins, Harrison Bryant, and Marquise Goodwin. So, interesting receiver room. Is it the worst? No. Is it great? No. Um, You know, it, it's, it's passable. That's kind of how I looked at the receiver role for the Browns this past year. I think they, they made an attempt to upgrade it. And, you know, ultimately some of the pieces that were brought in did not live up to what maybe Andrew Barrett thought and maybe what the Browns thought they would this season. So let's talk about it. I think Marquise Goodwin's gone. I think Harrison Bryant's gone. Jordan Akins is interesting because he's a Deshaun guy. That's why he was brought in. And he had his moments this year. Um, you know, but with Deshaun not playing, he didn't really do a whole lot for us. Um, finished the year with 132 yards, which is not a lot at all. If Deshaun had played, I think it would be different. But could Jordan Akins be here next year? Probably not. But I do see a route where he is back. I think there is a chance that Deshaun says, hey, you know, get him cheap, bring him back in. But also, I think the Browns are going to draft a tight end. Cade Stover. Um, but with that being said, let's kind of look at this next group of guys. David Bell, Cedric Tillman, Elijah Moore, David Njoku, Mari Cooper. Mari Cooper is by far your number one receiver. One of the best, if not the best moves that Andrew Berry has made as GM of the Cleveland Browns. Giving up a bag of chips to bring in Amari Cooper uh, this past season. He played 15 games, 72 receptions out of 128 targets, 1,250 yards, five touchdowns. Right? People were asking, hey, is Amari Cooper still a number one? Well, guess what? He He's had over 1,000 yards every year he's been here in Cleveland. He has been playing unreal. And, you know, he's your number one guy. That's just what it is. And then you look at David Njoku. He has finally developed into what he can be. And I think that's the standard now. I think, you know, towards the back half of the year, David Njoku was the best tight end in football. And I'm not saying it's going to remain that way because obviously there's a lot of really good tight ends. But I think this is the standard for Njoku now, right? He finished 81 receptions out of 123 targets, 882 yards, six touchdowns. And he turned it on, and he is an absolute weapon. You know, with everything that he's dealt with personally this year, the performance that he had this season for the Browns was unreal. And I see no reason to expect why that would change. I think this is the David Njoku you can expect for next year. Um, so those two top guys are great, right? Awesome. Great receiving threats. And Njoku's yak is unreal. Like, I went to the Jets game. Um, I know Justin was there, too. We got to meet up. But um, that first drive, right, it was like third and 18 or something like that. And it seemed like, hey, drive's going to end here. You know, bad first uh, first opening start to the game. Little dump pass to Njoku, and he takes like 45, 50 yards. Like, absolutely insane what David Njoku can do and has done for the Browns. And I'm excited because he's an absolute. He is a freak. And if this is what you get out of your tight end position, we can do something. We can do something here. Now, the interesting thing comes with this next group of guys. So let's start off. David Bell. David Bell, for me, you know, I know we had high hopes 
And he, he sure certainly improved this season. You know, he finished, uh, with 14 receptions out of 23 targets, 167 yards, three touchdowns, right? Two of them were against the Bengals last game of the year. So David Bell, I think we have to have a hard look in the mirror. And that's why we're talking about this. I think Andrew Berry has to evaluate what he has. And here's the reality with David Bell. He's a role player. That's just what he is. He's a role player. He's a depth guy. Um, I think David Bell is like a fifth, sixth wide receiver on the depth chart. And that's not bad. I mean, role players certainly have their roles. That's that's what they are. And I think David Bell, David Bell is one of those guys, right? He's been pretty consistent as far as catching the football, but he doesn't offer you anything that kind of blows you away. I think that's what I have learned personally about David Bell's time here in Cleveland so far. And I think he is what he is. I, I don't think David Bell is one of these guys that is going to develop and, you know, become a bigger part of this offense. I just think he is what he is. And that's fine. You need those guys. However, Cedric Tillman. Cedric Tillman is interesting because we had really, really high hopes with Tillman heading into the year. Uh, drafted him with our first pick last last draft. Uh you know, Tillman was really good in Tennessee. We traded Donovan Peoples-Jones. The hope was Tillman's going to step in, take over that role. And it wasn't bad, but at the same time, not as much as what we would have hoped. And Cedric Tillman played in 14 games. He had 21 receptions out of 44 targets, 224 yards, zero touchdowns. So this is the first guy I want to talk about as far as next year, because I'll tell you right off the bat, I think Cedric Tillman is going to improve greatly next season for a couple reasons. I think the Browns have been using him wrong. I think the Browns need to have a hard look on how they're using Cedric Tillman because I think we have tried to mold him in that DPJ role early on, and that's just not necessarily what he does best. Cedric Tillman's average depth per target in school at Tennessee was 15.8 yards. In the NFL, it's been 10.7. So I know that might not sound like a big difference, but when you look at it on film, you can kind of see it. Uh, Tillman at Tennessee, or in Tennessee, 72.2 contested catch win rate. Cedric Tillman, in my opinion, I think can develop into a more all-around receiver. And I think he needs to put on size. I think he needs to work with Amari Cooper and work with guys like that, Elijah Moore, the good route runners to kind of improve his technique because he's just not that gifted when it comes to release, when it comes to route running at an NFL level. He was fine in college at it, um, but that's not where he makes his money. Where he makes his money is the contested catch-win rate. Again, 15.8 yards, average depth of target. The Browns, I think we need to use him kind of, and again, do I think Tillman can be a starter eventually? Yes. Is he a starter next year? No. I think Cedric Tillman is a role player right now. I think he is yet another guy, and honestly, I think all three of these guys that I'm going to name are role players, and that's fine. I think that's that's fine, but Tillman, for me, is the one that I think can move out of that category, that can move into starter and very reliable for you. It's just going to take some time. So 
I think the Browns need to use him more on like 20 yard comebacks. We need to use him more as his skill set gives you contested catches. Why we haven't really done that is kind of beyond me. Um, you know, he's been fine in the role that we asked him to play. Um, but I don't think we're getting the best out of him. I think I think next year, especially with the guys you could add in, there there's a lot you could do with Tillman. And I am not writing him off at all. I know he has kind of underwhelmed this season in his rookie year. But Tillman is one of these guys that I think is primed and ready to take a huge step in year two. And I think that comes down to him and the work he puts in the offseason, putting on a little bit more size, as well as I think we need to use him better. So with Tillman, I'm not getting too up in arms about it. I think he will be fine. I think he will be really good for the Browns. Just going to take time. Elijah Moore is interesting because I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of overhyped Elijah Moore myself. 17 games played, 59 yards out of 104 targets, or 59 receptions out of 104 targets, 640 yards, two touchdowns, right? Elijah Moore is a good number three. And, you know, when we got Elijah Moore, we talked ourselves into him being a number two receiver and more of a important role in this offense, like a Debo, an Amon Ross St. Brown type. I think the reality with Elijah Moore is he can be that, but he can't be the number two. Uh, He just can't. And that's fine. Elijah Moore, I think, is a very valuable number three receiver on this team, especially given David Njoku and what he can do from the tight end position. But Elijah Moore, I think we got to temper expectations with him. I think we have to view him from a more realistic standpoint. And... I think that's partially why, you know, the Browns are looking at the receiver position like they are. Um, So, you know, with that being said, there's another guy that I think a lot of us forget is here, and that's Michael Woods. Michael Woods ruptured his Achilles in the offseason. He had an okay rookie year, and I just want to mention him really quick because I do like Michael Woods. I think Michael Woods gives you an interesting skill set, and... I, I really do like a lot of what he can do. Now, coming off of a ruptured Achilles, who knows? I don't know. Maybe he's a practice squad guy, but I think he's worth throwing in here because, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Woods kind of comes back and does something, and you kind of hear his name a little bit in camp and stuff like that. He's got talent. He's an interesting player, and... um We'll see. So I just wanted to quickly throw him in there. But let's take a look at who we could bring in. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, February is almost here. And that means it's time to start thinking about that upcoming holiday and making plans to share a meal with someone special. That's right. It's almost Super Bowl Sunday. And for those of us also celebrating Valentine's Day, Omaha Steaks has you covered for it all. For a limited time, listeners of this show can go to omahasteaks.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, and receive four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. 
So now is the perfect time to plan ahead for the big holidays coming in February. Load up for the Super Bowl and for Valentine's Day with Omaha's selection of steaks, including the butcher's cut filet mignons, bacon wrap filet mignons, the top sirloin steaks. Those are my favorite, but these steaks are all awesome. Throw in some Omaha steak burgers, jumbo franks, seafood, ready to eat meals, desserts, Oh my goodness, you have to get the caramel apple tartlets for Valentine's Day. Whatever you do, get those. Just make sure you head to omahasteaks.com slash dogs. Get those eight additional free items added to your order, the four boneless chicken breasts and the four pork chops. Trust me, this stuff is totally worth it. You will wow everybody at your Super Bowl parties and you will wow your special somebody on Valentine's Day. Mark my words. Get to omahasteaks.com slash dogs right now. Score those eight free additional items with your order. There's nothing better than buying great food and getting free great food along with it. OmahaSteaks.com slash dogs. Minimum purchase may apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. A lot of different ways we go with this. Let's start off with free agency, right? What would the Browns be looking for? I think, for me, the Browns need to be looking for a guy who they can pair with Amari Cooper, and you can kind of count on him to be a really good receiver for you. I think we need a solidified guy as the number two. Um, So there's a couple names out there. Mike Evans, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Marquise Brown. Calvin Ridley. Those are kind of the guys that I look at on the free agent market that you could bring in. So the projected contracts for these guys, and by the way, this is another conversation too. People are going to look at it and be like, okay, how do the Browns have money? How can the Browns make money and create cap space? Well, will we have a whole lot of it? No. But can the Browns make space? Yes. And after restructures, after possible extensions, guys who could be moved off this team, the Browns are probably going to have around like 40 to $50 million to play with. So, you know, could the Browns make a move and sign a receiver? Yes. Question becomes who? And to answer that question, it's tough because what what are the Browns looking for is kind of the, the question that I, I would ask. So, um, let's just break it down here. The projected contracts, Mike Evans, four years, $23 million per year. Um, T. Higgins, four years, 18.6 per year. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., four years, uh, $22.7 million per year. Marquise Brown, four years, 14.8 per year. And then Calvin Ridley, four years, $17 million per year. So those are the projected contracts you know, something around there. Obviously, all of those are four years. 
Um, are all those guys going to get four-year contracts? No, but that just gives you a general idea of what the market is looking like there. So first things first, do I think the Browns will get Mike Evans? No, I don't. I think, um, you know, the Bucks probably aren't going to let Mike Evans walk to begin with. And at his age, is Andrew Berry going to want to bring a guy like that in? Probably not. Probably not. So let's just get that out of the way first. Um, the next one, Michael Pittman, 22.7 per year estimated. I wouldn't be surprised if he got even a little bit more than that. I think Michael Pittman is a really, really good receiver in the NFL. And I think he is going to be worth the money that he's going to get. Are the Browns willing to pay that much money? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think the Browns will be willing to spend some money. And as much as I would like Michael Pittman, I think he's out of our price range. I think Mike Evans and Michael Pittman are out of the Browns' price range if those guys even become available is kind of the big caveat here. Um, so I don't want to talk too long about those guys, but the next group, T Higgins, Marquise Brown, Calvin Ridley. I would not be surprised if one of these guys ended up a member of the Cleveland Browns. If you want my guess of these guys, who it would be, I think it's Marquise Brown. I think he fits what the Browns want to do. He's projected 14.8 mil per year. That's manageable. That's decent. Um, obviously, you know, the market is going to fluctuate. What's going to happen? Who, who gets what, right? Cause you saw the Falcons go out and sign crazy contracts last year and it pushed the market up, right? For defensive tackle. Uh, Javon Hargrave got a crazy deal. David Onyemata got a crazy deal. Like these teams sign these guys and it pushes everything up. So these numbers, you can't take as gospel by any means, but in terms of the affordable options, Marquise Brown, or not affordable, but a little bit more in our price range. Marquise Brown, I know a lot of people aren't going to like him, but he gives you speed. Uh, he gives you the route running. He's very elusive. I like what he can bring, and I think he has been kind of overlooked in the NFL. He was on the Baltimore Ravens. With Lamar Jackson, is that the best fit for him? Maybe not. Then he goes to the Arizona Cardinals. That team is what it is there. I think Marquise Brown is a very talented receiver. And if I, th I think if he comes to the Cleveland Browns, you pair him with Amari Cooper, he can do a lot of really, really good things for you. And I like that a lot. I think you can get him for a discounted price just because of what he has done in the NFL. Um... And I would, I would like that a lot. I think that would be a really good fit. I think he would bring uh, what the Browns are looking for, and the price would be solid. So I like that. Um, next guy, Calvin Ridley. I don't know if he will be a free agent because uh, the Jags traded for him. Has he been everything they thought? No. But he has shown flashes. The question becomes, would the Browns want to bring in another route runner? Because Amari Cooper... His number one skill set is obviously what he can do as a route runner. Do the Browns want to bring in another one of those guys? Probably not. I think you need to pair Amari Cooper with either a speed guy or a big contested catch guy. That's just my opinion. So as much as I like Calvin Ridley, I don't know that he's a fit for us. I would be happy if we got him, but 
I don't know how much of a realistic option he is, to be honest with you. So I'm going to move off of him real fast. Um, T. Higgins. Now, this would just be hilarious, right? Could you imagine if the Cleveland Browns brought in T. Higgins and signed him to this team after all his time with the Cincinnati Bengals? It would be funny. Would I like it? Yeah, I think T. Higgins is a really talented receiver. Four years, 18.6 mil per year. I think he's going to get more than that. So I think he is borderline out of the price range for the Browns. But in terms of young talent being added to this team, I think T. Higgins would be a good addition. But he's an interesting one. I I don't really know what that would look like. It's it's weird. I'll just leave it at that. It's a weird fit, but it would be fun. It would be really fun. He offers you a lot. Big receiver, contested catch guy, uh, young, and I think you could see even more out of him. I think he's still getting better as a receiver in the league. So it's interesting. It's interesting. So I'll leave it at that. Those are the four, or not four, those are the free agent guys, five of them, that I think are going to be talked about. I think the most likely one is Marquise Brown. But we'll see. If you want my favorite on that list, who I would want, it's Michael Pittman. But I just don't think that's going to happen. So we'll see. But trades. This is interesting as well. What if the Browns made a trade? And there's a couple guys that I think are kind of realistic. Um, Let's just start off quick. Jerry Judy, I've brought him up many times. Again, I think he's overrated or overlooked and underrated. Um, I think he offers you a lot more than what people will think. Um, you know, he's on a fifth year option, so that's 12.9 mil guaranteed. Is that affordable for the Browns? Yes, you would have to extend him, which the Browns, of course, would if they brought him in. So, it's certainly an option, and the Broncos have been shopping and not shopping their wide receivers, both Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Um, So, it's interesting. You know, now that Russell Wilson is going to be off of the Broncos and they have to recover from that whole situation, you know, are they going to want to move off of an asset finally to uh, try to fix this team? Yeah. I I think they will. Will it be the Browns? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to be looking for, uh, you know, in a trade with Jerry Judy. Because all the reports have been they wanted a lot. That was the past. But now you have one year left. It's it's a fifth-year option. His value is going to go down a little bit. So could it be affordable? Yeah, I think it could. And I think it is an option for the Browns. So... I don't think it's going to happen, I'll be honest with you. I really don't, but it is certainly intriguing. It is certainly intriguing, so move past that. Next guy, I don't like this. I really don't like this at all, but it is a name that I'm hearing a lot, and they will look into it, Mike Williams. I don't want Mike Williams, personally, because he does nothing for me. Yes, he's a really good contested catch guy, downfield guy, But the injuries that he's had, he's not been on the field. And, 
you know, when he is on the field, he I, I just, I'm not blown away by him. I'll be honest. Like, I think he's really talented. And, you know, he cooked Denzel Ward when we played him that one year. But he just, he does nothing for me. And I don't think he's worth the price uh, that would be paid to bring him in. So, I'll just leave it at that. I bring it up only because I've heard it. And I do think the Browns will look into it. Do I want it? No. I, you know, I could talk myself into it, but I'm not a huge, huge fan of it. So, leave it at that. Next guy, Terry McLaurin. Bring him back to the Buckeye State. Terry McLaurin signed a three-year, $68 million extension with the Washington Commanders. Uh, That team is going through a lot of changes. They're going to have a new head coach. They're probably going to have a new quarterback because, you know, Sam Howe was okay, but they hold a high draft pick. And as stacked as this quarterback class is, they're probably going to grab one. So there's going to be a lot of changes on that team. Is Terry McLaurin going to be one of them? Uh, I don't know. And I think the Browns would have to get creative on what you would give Washington to, uh, you know, to get this deal done. Can the Browns afford this? I think we can. I think, I think it makes a lot of sense financially. I think it's a really good fit. And I think it makes a lot of sense. The problem is, you know, if you're bringing in a young quarterback, you're going to want to have weapons. So I don't know. But also at the same time, the Panthers, they didn't want to do that. You know, they got rid of DJ Moore when they drafted Bryce Young. So whatever. But those are three options, I think, trade-wise that the Browns could look at. And then when it comes to the draft, three quick names here and we'll get out of here. Jalen Polk, Jalen McMillan, and Troy Franklin, right? I'll give you those three names as kind of a quick preview here. So Jalen Polk needs to be a Cleveland Brown. He just needs to be. And regardless of who the Browns bring in, I don't care if you bring in Mike Evans or Terry McLaurin or Jerry Judy, Jalen Polk needs to be Cleveland Brown. He fits what the Browns want to do. He fits the need. He is a really, really good receiver. And... You know, he was kind of overshadowed by Roma Duzne, Odunze. Um, you know, but he is very talented. And that Washington receiver core is really, really good. And similar to some of these Ohio State receiver teams in the past, you know, where guys kind of get overlooked, look at a Terry McLaurin, um, you know, those guys can still produce and they can explode onto the scene in the NFL. I think Jalen Polk is that guy. I think he will be there at 53. I think the Browns need to add him because, you know, again, the Browns have kind of struck out at wide receiver. David Bell has not been great. Tillman has struggled in year one. Again, I think he'll be fine. Um, but they they need to find themselves a Puka Nakua. They need to find themselves an Amon Ross St. Brown. And I think Jalen Polk can be one of those guys, personally. Um, Jalen McMillan, kind of the same thing, like overshadowed by those two guys at Washington. He's talented. I think you can get him later. Uh, you know, don't have a whole lot I want to say on him right now, but then Troy Franklin, kind of the same thing with Polk, uber talented receiver fits what the Browns want to do. You know, this is a heavy talent wide receiver draft. And, uh, I think, I think he'll be an interesting option. So, there's a teaser for you. I think uh, I'll dive into uh, 
those guys later on. But with that being said, let me know your thoughts. What do you think? Want to hear it from you uh, in the comment section below. Again, my name is Derek Frisby from DS Sports, and we will see you in the next one. Go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.